All right, guys, I hope you enjoy today's show because I have Kristen Schwartz of Realized Empath, formerly Realized Woman, coming to talk to everybody today about an empath. But what was cool about this is I resonate quite a bit with her message. Not only did we go to high school together, but I've watched her over the years develop into a beautifully um, loving woman whose mission today is to help everybody with the same things that she had to deal with herself. And it's beautiful. I hope you guys enjoy it. And please share, you know, maybe you don't uh, relate to somebody who's an empath yourself. Maybe you're not one, but I bet you know somebody who is. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV, and with me today is Kristen Schwartz of Realized Empaths. We are on session two, or I guess show number two, to wrap up last week's show that we just shared with you of What's an Empath. Welcome back, Kristen. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay. I, I, just for those of you guys who are watching, yes, we're still wearing the same clothes from a week ago. And for those of you guys who are listening, yes, we're recording two shows back to back, but it was too good. And I had to keep Kristen on for more show. So Kristen, thank you again for coming on to Grateful Heart TV. And the last episode, you shared with us your journey of what got you where you are, are today. And now that we're here, I wanted to share with our guests some of the things about being an empath and that journey to help them maybe start on their own road to healing and how to find you hopefully at the end of that road. So let me switch over my screen. Um, we just talked about your approach and your history. And labels aside, Kristen, do you mind sharing this with me? Because I thought this was really cool as well. For anybody who maybe didn't catch the first episode, you really need to go back to it. But in the meantime, Kristen, it's all yours. Okay. Labels aside, you already know you're more sensitive than others. You've always had a way of looking at someone and know, I'm sorry, but like, hold on a second. Know their energy or emotions. Yep. Know their energy or emotions, empathy and high depth. Maybe you're like me. You've always been affected by people's energy and, and sometimes your empathy got the best of you, but you couldn't articulate what you felt. Perhaps you've known you're not like the rest and your ability to understand and perceive other, others intuitively. Maybe you find you're finally walk, waking up to the fact that your life is unconsciously molded by the desires, beliefs, and moods and fears of others. As an empath, empathy is your jam. You're hardwired to perceive, experience, and experience the thoughts, emotions, and sensitivities of other people. Being an empath is challenging in a world where feelings aren't welcome. Hiding is no longer an option for us. Either is letting our empathy overwhelm us. In this world, we have to care for ourselves differently than others do. When we heal, protect, and care for our unique selves, we thrive in an overwhelming world. Love it, love it, love it. So, 
Kristen, seriously, I was so impressed when I hopped on here this morning. I've been a fan of yours and following you on Instagram for quite some time. You're up to 62,000 followers, and that's no easy feat. Trust me, I know. I'm on Instagram. So, girlfriend, how did you go from zero to 62,000? Like, that's a lot of work on your site that you're doing. Yeah, it is. How? Um, I'd like to say, you know, consistency. Um, and I don't know, like Instagram's crazy, just like all social media, like the algorithm. I don't know, but here's the thing I do know, like, I know now, like I have enough data that I know what type of posts my audience is looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, like I know if I post a picture of myself and like have a caption that would be just like any other caption I did on like a regular post. Sure. Um, it won't get shown to anyone like Instagram hides it. That's interesting. Yeah. So I have, my posts have to be very specific. Um, and now I know too, that it's like a game. It really is. And it's frustrating. (laughs) Um, Well, you're winning it. You're playing it well, because it's 62,000 followers and I'm sure it'll continue to grow. That's pretty awesome. And I would, I would, I would have to say, congratulations. That's impressive. So that said, I, on your Instagram, you know, I did take a couple of posts that I would love for you to share with us the thought, meaning, and advice behind it. For example, this one, for anybody who's watching, I'm sorry, listening, not watching, I'm going to read this one, Kristen, and I'd love to understand the message truly behind it. Um, under this healing journey, when we heal our trauma, we restore our nervous system. So this is what kind of gets me thinking about Dr. Joe. When we restore our nervous system, we heal the emotions stored in our body. When we heal the emotions in our body, we free our empathic gifts. When we free our empathic gifts, we raise our energetic field. When we raise our energetic field, our reality changes. I'm a firm believer in we can create our realities by our thought process. And that's a lot of it coming from Dr. Joe. Obviously, you're a fan of his. What else can you share with us? Because I didn't read all your commentary commentary that you put on this side, because obviously that's part of your algorithm that you figured out is what your audience looking for. Yeah. So um, this is very common uh, way of thinking for a lot of people that come to me to do work. Um, and you, or even like behind me, um, cool vibes or right. cool vibes. A lot of people are like high vibes only, right? We think that if everyone else could manage themselves, then we would feel better. Right. Um, it's a very disempowered way of thinking, but it's very normal um, when we're in pain to think, point our fingers and figure out who's to blame. It's right? always everybody else's fault, no matter what, how you're feeling in the moment. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the thing is, is that because impasse um, have a greater chance of being traumatized because we have finely, finely attuned nervous systems. So we pick up on um, the subtleties, like I said, but then mm-hmm. we're going to feel things much more deeply. We, we feel joy more deeply, but we also feel uh, sadness mm. and grief mm-hmm. um, more deeply. Right. So we have a tendency to be we can be traumatized more often. Um, so I wanted to kind of take it back and be more empowering with right. this post. Um, that we do have power to change the way that we feel around darker energy or, or someone's mood, right? Or right. someone's emotions that aren't comfortable. Um, and how it really is a trickle down effect that if we go in, we start and we learn how to soothe and bring our nervous systems back to a baseline, mm-hmm. then that changes 
everything. Which it truly depends. Which is one of your offerings at the end of the show. I'll be playing one of your meditations, and I love hearing your voice on that meditation. It's very soothing, uh, I have to say. So, Kristen, of course, while I was in your Instagram, there was more than just one post I wanted to share with everybody. That one, I, I personally feel like I can, I feel like I'm intuitive enough. I can feel a vibration or a frequency in a room when I walk in it. And I think yeah. that's super cool once you realize that, you know, we're all energy and we can pick up on that. Uh, yeah. This post I thought was really interesting because it kind of goes into the, the chemistry again of how our brains work, right? Um, yeah. Trauma survivor, empath, or both. Brain changes of the trauma survivor and an enlarged amygdala can i can you please say that for me because i'm not i'm not saying it right amygdala thank you so i did not go to school to study those things whatever that is amygdala that's part of our brain right yeah that's the part of the brain that processes emotions mm-hmm. yep, decision making and emotional responses so, so the, when we traumatize that part of our brain um enlarges uh-huh and the reasoning part of our brain actually gets smaller what yeah that so that so here's the thing so if you're traumatized as a child um you have your amygdala enlarges the think the thinking part of the brain or the reasoning part of the brain gets smaller right mm -hmm. so as a child you haven't yet formed a kind of like a a base state of your nervous system so once you're traumatized as a child that hyper vigilant state that's constantly pushing out adrenaline becomes your normal state right as Adult, if you haven't been traumatized as a child, but you're traumatized as an adult, you have recollection. Your body knows what it feels like to be at that calmer state. Mm -hmm. uh, so with a little bit of healing, right, you can go back to that. Pretty base. easily. Yeah, pretty easily. You can you can navigate back there. But a traumatized child going into adulthood is constantly in that over stimulated state. Well, and, I, and I'm reading this. Yeah, where you have like adrenal fatigue and all those things from constant well, stress. And I have to say, so Kristen, I don't know if you can see it this well, but see if you can see this, but I have half my thyroid gone and I, I get stopped all the time with other women who have the same surgery where half of my thyroid had to be removed when I was 28. So I'm listening and reading this and that particular post jumped out of the page at me because it mentioned thyroid disease connected to being empathic and I'd never I know I'm intuitive but I didn't I guess think that the one had anything to do with the other which is really stupid because now I know that everything has to do with everything right when it comes to our body chemistry and our feelings and our emotions and all of that fun stuff autoimmune diseases as well uh, so there's a common thread you're seeing with a lot of your folks that come to see you for help is you might be seeing a lot of women with these kind of scars is what I'm hearing or when I saw that post is what it made me think yeah absolutely so um, when we are in constant, a constant state of overwhelm in our nervous system, mm -hmm. um, and our body is flooded with stress hormones. Mm -hmm. It is like uh, long-term it's poison to our bodies. Right. So essentially, like we all know, stress breaks down the body. Um, and so like autoimmune disorders, endocrine system disorders, right? So endocrine system, thyroid hormones, adrenals, they're all connected. So if you have one that's out of balance, you're gonna have an out of balance endocrine system. Mm. A lot of us, like I take thyroid medication and I have for about five years. Um, and then three years ago, I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue where I haven't been able to get my adrenals to completely come back. Um, but for many years, I was just being treated for thyroid. 
right? Because I wasn't having someone look at the whole triangle. Well, and it wasn't until I found a, um, a progressive MD mm-hmm. that looked at the whole system. And I had a wonderful doctor on my show this past year, a holistic doctor by the name of Dr. Andrea Purcell, and she helped educate me quite a bit on the hormonals, the endocrine, and all of that. And, and she did refer to about a lot of the healing that needs to take place because most of our issues come from emotions that started way back when, right? So I thought that was really cool. Kristen, there's a couple other posts from your Instagram I, I was digging deep. So... I showed you guys my scar on my throat. So here we go with codependency. Woohoo! So Kristen, <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm going to share this part of my story, and we'll probably take a quick break, and then I'm going to have you come back and share with us all of your ways to help people like myself that definitely are still working. You know, we're a work in progress, right? So you and I met each other when we were in school. I went to Rhodes. Were you Rhodes? I feel like you yeah. were. Yeah, so we were actually met in eighth grade because I, I moved here to Arizona when I was in eighth grade, went to Rhodes Junior High and then Dobson High School. And when I moved here, I was a child of a broken family. Not not uncommon. We all come from that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. the husband that I met at 17, married at 20, divorced at 34, is a severe um, alcoholic and drug addict. And I had a ton of codependency issues had no idea what the word codependency even was until he went to rehab and I spent time with him in the family week and then I learned the word and went oh my gosh you mean I had something to play in all of this reality that I you know hated at the time I mean I was a young 20 something year old when he went through rehab and had no idea that the empath was connected to codependency my codependency definitely comes from abandonment issues from divorce and you know plenty of other chemical abuse and sexual abuse and trauma 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 oh my gosh when i arrived here from california i was definitely a broken little child and you know 30 some odd years later i I think i've blossomed into a woman who's learned from a lot of those um things that happened in my past and that's what i'm here to do is try to help others discover that about themselves so do you mind with your experience, because I know I'll butcher what codependency is, but help me understand why a codependent person may very well also be somebody who's an empath. Absolutely. So um, I will say this. So my codependent tendencies um, come from how I process the world, like being an empath and being overwhelmed by other people's emotions for so long. Um, But there was also... um, my my old I have th- three sisters or four girls. My mm-hmm. oldest sister passed away um, in 2007 from alcohol abuse. Um, so she died at 39. Um, my younger my younger sister went into rehab when I was a senior in high school, and she was 13. Wow. Um, so uh, for crystal meth, and that was our household was in constant chaos mm-hmm. uh, my entire junior and senior year. Um, so there was unhealed things about that too. Um, but codependency basically to keep it really simple is because we don't feel like we can control the chaos of those around us. We think that, um, if we can manage other people's feelings or manage even how they're living their life to, um, basically stop the likelihood that something's going to happen in the future, um, to negatively affect us, to make us feel unsafe. We're trying to gain a sense of safety, um, by managing other people. So basically we turn into control freaks is what you're saying. 
<sighs> yes. I know, but but is it not the truth? Because you're trying to fix yeah. everybody else, and don't you find your worth? Because you mentioned it earlier about self worth. You find your worth by making sure other people are happy or good. Mm-hmm. They're fibers in where it should be. And then as long as they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, then I'm safe. Right? Sure. Yep. Control is basically a symptom of codependency. Codependency is just someone who's been traumatized and the coping mechanism comes out as trying to manage other people's feelings, emotions, actions to, um, to limit the possibility of more trauma in the future. Wow, that's a mouthful. But then I see the connection to being an empath because mm -hmm. the empath feels everything. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So um, if we're married to someone who um, part of their way of coping is to um, turn to anger, Mm -hmm. right? And to process things through anger or a raised voice. um, And we feel that anger and angst in our body then, and I'm speaking from um, personal experience here, Um, then I will attempt to intercede, well, this thing might upset him or this might do this or that. And so I'm trying to control not only the environment or whatever thing, anything that comes up. So there's less likelihood that he'll feel angry. Right. Which then because I don't want to feel what he's feeling. You don't want to feel it yourself. That's it, just yep. it's, it's super crazy. And I and I fibbed earlier. I said we're taking a commercial break. So right now we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be <laughs> right back. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo-Rains with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters, so when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. Been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you and I appreciate it. I look forward to hearing from you. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, 
and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Lawyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask a realtor or loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity National Financial Family. Okay, we're right back already, guys. That was super fast. So we got so far to talk about codependency, and I think I've learned how to heal myself, and I'm not a codependent anymore. I'd like to think that, Kristen, but I'm human, and I'm a work in progress. So I think there was one more post about this. Yes, so if you could please share, for those who are just listening, Kristen, can you please share what this post is about? Because it's kind of, I think, sums up what I was trying to do right before we went to commercial break. Absolutely. Um, so I saw a lot when I get contacted by people when I work with impasse, um, a lot of them come to me thinking that how they're handling energy or other people's feelings is just part of being an empath, um, where it's not, it's more codependency. So this post is like empath, codependent, or both. So codependency is I absorb your energy. Interdependency is I notice your energy. Codependency is they need to change. Interdependency is I maintain boundaries. Codependency is I need to protect his or her. I need his or her protection. Interdependency is I trust my inner strength. Codependency is I'll put my energy into fixing others. Interdependency is I am capable of healing and so are they. I love that. So that basically helps somebody who's maybe listening or watching today understand the, and I like how it's called interdependency because that's what the realized empath has d- learned on their journey. I'm assuming, Kristen, right? That you get to that place of healing. Now you're, instead of absorbing energy, you're noticing energy instead of feeling like somebody has to change. You're like, no, this is, if you want to be in my field, this is the boundary I'm setting and you can come in my field as long as you respect my boundaries. And, um, you know, you're just working on yourself instead of trying to fix everybody else. And I, I, I absolutely loved that post. So here we are, individual healing sessions in path healing. I found this off your site. Do you mind, um, just, you don't have to read it verbatim, but maybe just the gist of, of this, because this is your individual healing offering. And I'd love for people to be lining up and getting helped so that they stop feeling so... Uh, what's the word? What's what? Are, what does everybody feel that comes to you for help? Um, overwhelmed, and they they are in a place where they want their life to change. They don't feel like they can live life anymore the way that it has been. So, um, in when people come to me for an individual healing session, it's pretty much customized to wherever they're at, whatever season in life that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, some people come to me and they just realize they're in past. Some, um, you know, like someone might be a mother and not know how to deal with the energy of having young kids. It just depends on them, their unique experience. Um, and then like right now I'm in a course where I'm getting uh, trauma informed certified. So I'm getting more special certification okay. in trauma. Um, 
because I really do see um, how it's all part of one. Obviously, that's what my business is, but I felt like I needed to have a little bit more training um, and having like specialized sessions just for trauma survivors who kind of want to dive deeper into, into their trauma. The actual occurrence of what happened to them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how they deal with and with life and how they cope and kind of like um, having that connection sure. and the regulation, you know, the safety um, in, in, in telling their story and, and feeling heard. That's huge. So. That's absolutely huge. So it, how would you how would your life be different if you had the power to feel the way you wanted? What would life look like if you could protect yourself from emotional overload? Do you thrive in smaller settings? Have you been called too sensitive? Are you easily overwhelmed in crowds or public places? Empaths and highly sensitive people have highly reactive nervous systems. Without proper care, self-awareness, and healing, empaths can burn out both emotionally and physically. So what are some of the pieces and advices that you give people who are in this place and maybe they they can't go to parties? Maybe, you know, I guess um, COVID was pretty nice for those folks because they got to hide out in their house for a year, right? But now it's time to come out of your house and get back to maybe being a little bit more social. What are some of the tips or tricks that you share with people who are maybe just starting on their healing venture and, you know, helping somebody maybe have that confidence to go out? Yeah. So two main things. Um, Are you trying to get other people to accept your sensitivity before you do? Um, And that seems to be a popular mindset where people are, a lot of people hold on to trying to convince other people that how they process and perceive the world through their highly attuned nervous system. They're trying to get validation that, that it's okay to be who they are and from other people before they accept it themselves. Okay. So I always go there with someone and then um, I make sure that they understand right at the beginning that this is about creating a whole new lifestyle mm-hmm. that highly sensitive people um, are a small percentage of the population. So they have to live life unlike other people. Right. Um, and embracing that. Um, and I know a lot of people have guilt and shame around caring for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really it's about lifestyle change. So we start from there and we kind of build. So just, um, and I know there's a lot of like managing stuff to like current situations that are causing them pain. A lot of them want quick fixes. Like mm-hmm. tell me right now how I can make this stop. Right. Um, and it's not that easy. It isn't. Now it's a lifestyle change. So it's like, okay, without overwhelming you, what small thing can we change tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um, that you'll stick to. Right. And I, and I start with like mental resilience, like we can build mental resilience. Um, so yeah, it just depends on the person, but those are like main things that I cover with everyone to start with, like the very first session you can expect. That's what we're going to be talking about. And it's really just self-acceptance is what it sounds like is the key. Because once you discover that you're an empath, you need to be okay with it probably to move forward and, and heal and, it's not that there's anything wrong with being an empath. It's probably just a matter of creating those boundaries. Wouldn't you say, Kristen? Sure. And accepting the fact that there's going to be tons of people that you walk around into the world with that aren't going to understand. Yeah. Well, and okay. So that is beautiful that you said that because 
Here we go. Course content, letting go, overwhelm, boundaries, trusting yourself. So I guess yeah. at the end of, of maybe some coursework with you, the end is just trusting yourself. And is it my fear or my intuition? How to strengthen your intuition moving forward, even if you're afraid? What is self-validation and why should you be doing it? Yeah. yeah. Good, really good stuff. Anything yeah. you want to add to that? Yeah, so that course content is my group course. I usually do a group course uh, once a quarter. Mm -hmm. um, I'll probably do it more, um, probably do it a couple times during the summer months. But um, yeah, so it's kind of like each each topic builds on the next. So by the end um, of, the, of the four week course, I want them to feel like they have a plan to move forward and, and to really create a lifestyle where they can thrive instead of just survive. Well, you know, I, I don't know if you caught the what was just on the screen a moment ago, which is a little bit more of your story. And the one thing yeah. I keep thinking about my girlfriend, and I think the one thing is that we need to make sure people who are listening and watching today, they don't feel like there's anything wrong with them. Because isn't that what they feel when they come to see you is that they're, they're broken and they need to be fixed. Oh, absolutely. Like I always tell this, uh, when I, when I tell this story, it always resonates with everyone that I work with is like when you're moving through the world and you're highly sensitive or an empath and you, you don't understand and no one around, you don't feel like anyone else understands. It's like, you're looking around and you're going, do you, do you sense that? Do you feel that? Do you, do you, are you noticing that? And then you realize nobody else is noticing it. And you're like, there's something seriously wrong with me. Right. right? Um, and then when we start to express if we start to express our feelings which again is deeper right again people are like oh my word again like what else mm -hmm. what's wrong now right right but it's like but that's what i'm sensing that's what i'm feeling um so yeah it makes total sense why a lot of people who are highly sensitive um need to get to the point where they it's about accepting their own sensitivity and not about proving to the world that you're okay yeah like you have to prove that you're okay you have to once you decide you're okay then it's okay because again we're, oh. we're the real where are the reality creators of our own our own existence right so if, if yeah. we've been given this gift which is you can walk into a room and you can pick up on the vibration of the room the frequency of all of our energies that, that are being emitted I actually find that's a, it's been one of my actual successes in real estate is because I can feel what other people are about and it helps me navigate those waters for my clients when I'm dealing with the other side and negotiating. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And I tell people like 90% of what we pick up on as impasse isn't even our business. Right. So if it's not our business, then we shouldn't be holding on to it and trying to understand it and, you know, guessing, you know, oh, should I talk to this person about it? Or as soon as we add our own thoughts to what we pick up from someone else, we make it ours and we put it in our backpack. And yeah. it becomes something to heal. My backpack's way too heavy right now. Like I, I have that F, that slouching yeah. shoulder syndrome because yeah. my backpack's like carrying yeah. me over. And and so yeah. what the what I just showed a moment ago, I highlighted the word, and I don't know if you caught it. Do people who are empathic commonly try to pretend like they're an extrovert? Commonly pretend like what they're experiencing they aren't experiencing like so it's right so they're um, trying to be the opposite of what they really are and that and, and embracing yeah. who they really are is probably the first step to any healing exactly like i remember um years ago 
let's see, my son was one, so it was 12 years ago. Um, and I went to a wedding in um, California and I remember walking into this hotel room and there were just tons of people. It was a, it was a celebrity wedding. So there were like tons of people. And my, and when I walk into a room with tons of people, especially if I don't know them, um, I have to stand back quietly and I assess mm -hmm. and I have to do this. Like I know. Um, and then once I am comfortable, because it's really me regulating my nervous system. Like I walk in, I'm noticing everything all at once. Everything's coming in. So then I have to take a moment to breathe, calm my own body down. Mm -hmm. And then once I'm innerly calm, then I can go about and talk to who I want to talk to or whatever. Um, but I remember I was standing there in silence, kind of, I just walked in and my brother-in-law walked up to me and he said, you know, it's really rude that you don't walk into a room and, you know, basically say hi to everyone at work and you walk in. So back then I hadn't fully embraced who I was. Right. And so that was a shame evoking moment. So I was like, you're right. Like what did is it, wrong with me that I don't come in and I don't say hello to everyone. So did he trigger um, you and I'm taking it in that moment? Oh, absolutely. Because again, I'm like, there's something wrong with me. Why can't I handle this? Right. Right. And so then that a next the, the, the next event that I would go to where he was at, then I would attempt to act like I didn't sense what I was sensing when I walked into a room. And now I'm trying to go like, oh, hi, hi, everyone. When like, I really don't want to be doing that. Right. Because in the um, moment, you're probably feeling overwhelmed because you didn't take that moment for yourself yep. to get yep. adjusted like you needed to. Exactly. And so now everyone that I'm saying hello to is picking up on my not being um, Uneasiness. And yeah. so now I'm bringing this energy of like overwhelm and uneasiness. So I'm not really going to be connecting to these people anyway. Exactly. Their, their first impression of me is going to be like, she, there's something off because there is something off. Right. Right. Because yeah. I need to take care of myself and manage my own body before I dive into a social event. So that's where we can pretend like we're not going through what we are because we think that's going to make us accepted or, you know, keep us from being traumatized by other people's view of us or comments or right like yeah. I mean just that little trigger he gave you basically controlled your behavior for how long going forward because that was always in your head every time you right. went to an event that he was at which Absolutely. you know is a shame but you've grown from that and now I'm sure if you see him yeah. at a wedding you're going to take your two minutes you need to or however long it oh. is and stay on the corner no matter what because that's just your boundary Exactly. I yep. love it. So it's about me accepting my sensitivity, not waiting for someone else to. Not waiting for somebody else's approval. And then again, it okay. all goes back to proving yourself and you knowing that you are worthy yourself. So out of curiosity, because I am an off the chart extrovert. You even knew yeah. that about me probably in high school, because I was always the one running around getting into the most trouble probably than anybody else at school. Um, so that said, uh, would I be somebody who's an empath because I'm an, an incredible extrovert? So crowds don't bother me. I, in fact, I thrive off of them, but yet I feel like I have uh, an intuitive sense about picking up on frequency. Oh, for sure. There's extroverted empaths. There are? So the, Yeah. The only difference is you, you fill up by being around others. Your energy gets filled up by being around others, where my energy gets filled up in solitude. I fill my mm. energy up myself. Um, but... Yeah, being an empath really doesn't have to do with like whether you're an introvert or extrovert. It seems to be that um, maybe more people are introverted that are empaths, but it, 
it may not even be like if we pulled everyone. Right, right. Because just the yeah. ones that are crying for help probably that want to come out and here I'm like, Woohoo, I love people. Uh, so that yeah. said, we are getting down to the last couple minutes. Uh, let me scroll down, make sure I'm not missing anything. Oh gosh, I missed so much already. Okay, so you have the Empath Morning Ritual Journal that's available for free. If somebody hops onto your website at realizedempath.com, they can sign up for it. Kristen, yeah. tell us about this ritual journal. Okay, so remember I told you when I was um, going through my awakening that I was journaling every single day? Yes. So I created a journal basically um, to align with how I was journaling um, and still do. So this um, includes like a, like a full page of expressing your spirit, which means like just write down everything you're feeling, no judgment, just go for it. Um, and then I have more specific questions and um, like I am statements, more of like mm. empowering. I want them to be able to align their energy in the first thing in the morning, because if we don't align our energy first thing in the morning, we're going to align to the energy that of the day before. Mm. Um, and then also I have intuition exercises that are part of the journal too, which connecting back to our intuition and our body, um, is also super important. Um, and a lot of, and something that a lot of empaths struggle with the, the disconnection of our body, because we feel all of everything that we feel in our body. So mm -hmm. our bodies become this thing we're almost afraid of. So we kind of detach from it. So I included that in there too. Oh, awesome. Okay. So everybody hop on to Realized Empaths login and you're going to get the morning daily ritual for journaling, but you also have some other wonderful offerings. So you, we talked about the individual sessions, your online group course, you just started one. It sounds like you'll be getting ready to start one again soon. You'll okay. start offering retreats again. And then what's number four about the community, the online go, ongoing live community for empaths? What, what Talk to us about yeah. that. So I just want people like I'm Instagram is where I hang out. Um, so I'm over there a lot. I always answer all of my comments. And so I want people to interact over there, but you can also become a member of my website. Um, now people that do the online course have access to a forum where they can actually hang out together and like talk to each other, but being part of my website too. Um, is part of that community. I just want a place where sensitive empaths can hang out and um, tell their stories and and feel heard and seen. I love it. I love it. And so again, to remind everybody, you can go to Linktree on your Instagram and you'll get a link to uh, the journal, the workbook. You have the meditation I'm going to share before we finish this show. And one last thing I always ask, and I love finding out about different uh, charities that people that I interview are supportive of because everybody who comes on is motivational one way or the other. And there were two charities that Kristen mentioned to me. This is the first one, Kristen, free to love org. Can you talk to us about this a little bit? Uh, free to love is, <laughs> uh, yeah, is a nonprofit that has all kinds of amazing things and programs and it's an anti-bullying, mm -hmm. uh, which is super dear to my heart because Oh my goodness, was I chronically bullied? Um, and so that's again. Um, Kids can be terribly and, mean, right? Oh Lord, help us! Yeah. So yeah, so that was really dear to my heart. So I I actually um, found them, um, and then I like to give a portion of my um, profits. Awesome um, to those yeah. guys. Okay, yeah. so that was freetolove.org. And then there's another one you mentioned to me and I'd never, I mean, I've heard of the issue, but I hadn't heard of this particular operation underground railroad. How did you get involved with those guys? 
Um, I follow, I started following Tim, um, who is the owner, um, or the yeah founder, mm-hmm. not really the owner because it's a nonprofit too. So he's an, he's an ex FBI agent. Oh, uh, so he has a crew and they go undercover. Um, in fact, man, you should follow him and this organization online because they just had a big sex trafficking bust in Mesa, Arizona. Nuh-uh, really? Oh yeah. I want to say like 20 some people were arrested. That is Um, so crazy. Yeah. And it's just so inspiring the work that he does. And he tells the story of the victims. And it's just, I took this course that he offers free um, through his website where Mm -hmm. you can actually get certified in recognizing um, the signs of sex, sex trafficking. Um, And Atlanta's airport is the number one sex trafficking airport um, in the world. Atlanta. Atlanta, because we have the most international flights that go through. And so, yeah, that's one. That's shocking. All right. I'm totally going to look him up. I'm going to find out about what just happened in Mesa, Arizona. That is the city where both (laughs) Kristen and I grew up and went to high school and junior high in. So, yeah, I I need to find out about that. And obviously the link there, I think, for you with the sex trafficking is obviously sexual abused people. A lot of them end up having some issues that you know you're helping people solve today that's a lot of the trauma right that maybe not necessarily sex trafficking per se but sexual abuse is a huge trauma that gets triggered in throughout our adult lives if we don't work on that stuff right save the kids save the kids so both of those charities are very children centric if you will obviously you're a mom you you probably work a lot with with younger people i'm assuming as well not just older ladies like myself um Mm -hmm. is there any last thoughts you would like to share before we wrap up our show today Kristen? and again thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with all of us yeah absolutely Um, just that if anybody's listening um, and you are highly sensitive and suffering, just know that you have a purpose and you are so important and the universe needs what you were born to do. So I love it. Thank you so much, Kristen. And um, I hope that you heal lots of people this year and hopefully we can send some your way. And I just appreciate hearing all about everything that you're doing. Thank you so much, Rebecca. It was a pleasure to be here. Yay. Have a good one. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys, that was a fantastic show with Kristen Schwartz of Realized Empath. If you'd like to call her direct, her phone number is 480-674-0774. She's on Instagram at Realized Empath. Same with Facebook. You can also just go to her website at realizedempath.com. Her business number is also available, but quite honestly, it seems to me like you'll get more Kristen than anything if you just go check her out on Instagram because she's got a ton of followers there, a ton of content there, and she's definitely who you want to listen to if you have any issue with being out in crowds or dealing with people's energy or God forbid you're codependent like I used to be. So all of that said, please enjoy this meditation. It can be found on her link tree link at her Instagram. Go check it out. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hello, this is Kristen Schwartz from Realized Empath. Thank you for joining me for this letting go meditation. As empaths, we pick up on so much energy. And today, we're going to carve out some time to release and let go. Enjoy. Find yourself a quiet place to sit. Turn off your phone. Dim the lights. 
or go to your special little corner that's all yours. This is your time, a time for total relaxation and stillness. Take a moment to make sure that you're warm enough, that you're seated comfortably, and that distractions will be limited. Rest your hands loosely in your lap. Close your eyes. Take a long, slow, deep breath in. Hold it for a moment. And then slowly exhale. Allowing any tension to melt away as you gradually relax and relax more deeply with each breath. Take another long, slow, deep breath in and hold it. Then exhale. Empty your lungs completely on your out breath. Now take a third deep breath in, taking your time. Hold it for a moment and then let it go. Already you're beginning to drift into a state of deep relaxation. Continue to breathe slowly and gently as you bring your awareness to the top of your head. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day